But now we go right back to the Auburn Bank phone line, and we're pleased to welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Justin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. I know it's been a little bit, uh, a little while, but uh, we hope you've had a good last month or so. How are things in your world? Yeah, doing well. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing quite well. Uh, we've been monitoring this uh, this portal activity, which is uh, getting us through the dog days of early summer. But uh, let's start with with Auburn football and everything that they've been doing here the last few weeks. Obviously, since we spoke, we've seen a, a numerous outgoing and incoming players. But, of course, we've got to start with the position that we've asked you about, I don't know, 90% of the time. Uh, if there was like a running counter, this would be the number one question that you've gotten asked by far, and that would be the quarterback position and what's become of it. Obviously, T.J. Finley leaves. He goes to Texas State. But more importantly, Peyton Thorne comes in from Michigan State. So what do you make of just the whole portal process for, for Auburn recruiting quarterbacks and, and what they're ultimately getting in Peyton Thorne? Yeah, Peyton Thorne is a guy that you know makes a lot of sense for what Auburn wanted in the portal. They didn't settle. They didn't just go get a guy to get a guy um, after, you know, had a couple of bigger names earlier uh, in the winter window that they went after and weren't able to to get. And you know, I think Peyton Thorne makes a lot of sense for what Auburn wants because um, he's a, he's been a quarterback that has won uh, one as a as a first time starter uh, in 2021. Had a great year at Michigan State, uh, led them to a um, you know New Year's Six Bowl. And then last season, they just they, they weren't quite the same. His numbers weren't terrible, but like just Michigan State as a whole just wasn't where they wanted to be. And a big reason for that is because they just didn't have a really good running game or an offensive line. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker was gone, and and his numbers suffered. But when when Michigan State ran the ball really well, as I wrote a couple weeks ago at the Observer, when Michigan State ran the ball really well, um, you know. He had phenomenal numbers. I mean, nearly 10 yards in the attempt. He's a great deep ball passer, great play-action guy. And when you look at an Auburn team that's got Jarquez Hunter and this new-look offensive line uh, coming in, uh, you, you would think that uh, the, the strength of this team uh, in 2023 is going to be that running game. And so Peyton Thorne uh, should be able to play off of that well. Um, if he is indeed the starter, now he's going to have to come in and, you know, win a starting job over uh, the guys that are already here. Uh, but, you know, uh, the, the tracker here from Hugh Freeze and, and just kind of what he brings to the table uh, suggested that he can be the guy that, uh, you know, stabilizes the position for Auburn. Justin, when you look on that, the continue to look on that side of the off, or on that side of the ball, the offense. The Tigers got another wide receiver transfer in today out of North Texas. That's this is the third one in the, uh, that you've seen Hugh Freeze bring in recently. What are your thoughts on that wide receiver room after getting some of these transfers in? Yeah, Jair Shorter is a really interesting piece because I mean he's he's big, uh, bigger I should say. He's you know six six two, and last season at North Texas he didn't have a, a ton of catches, but when he did. Uh, they were huge plays uh, over, you know, it was like 26, 27 yards a catch. Uh, I think nearly half of his catches last season were touchdowns, which is, uh, I mean, just some of that big play, uh, you know, potential that Auburn really needs in their in their offense. Um, so he's a really good pickup. Uh, he's going to be a one-year rental because uh, he is he's going to be a six-year senior this year. So uh, that's an issue for Nick Martiner, another guy who could give you some big play potential and, and, uh, you know, has good size. He's a one-year guy. Uh, but the interesting one, obviously, was Caleb Burton. Um, you know, Caleb Burton is a, was an elite uh, recruit coming out of high school. Uh, had a knee injury in, in his junior year that kind of slowed some momentum, but Ohio State got him. 
And, and, you know, there's no better stamp of approval, I think, in the sport right now than if you're an Ohio State wide receiver, um, just because of the track record they've got at that position. And uh, didn't play last season. He's going to be a guy that uh, I think multiple years uh, at Auburn and, and it should be really, really good uh, with what he can bring to the table. Um, very, very uh, shifty, um, smooth uh, type of player uh, that I think, uh, is a good pass, you know, a really good pass catcher, but a really good route runner. I think it's first and foremost what he brings to the table. Should be a guy that gives Auburn some help in the slide and the outside right away and should do it for the next couple of seasons. So uh, it's a wide receiver room that had Javarius Johnson back and Coy Moore back, and they really like Camden Brown. Uh, but um, you needed more, and so you've got a mix of guys with experience trying to take a step up in, in you know, competition. And then in a guy in Caleb Burton, it is pure swing for the, for the fences type of upside with him. And then, Justin, I'm going to ask you about just about the same question on another position on the offensive side. The offensive line has gotten a couple of recruits here in the last month, uh, especially through the transfer portal. What's your thoughts on uh, that going into summer? Well, I mean, they, they, they've got, well, you know, a, a big name coming in in, in Jade Muskrat because, um, you know, they wanted that fourth offensive lineman that they didn't get uh, in the transfer portal in that early window. So they get, they get him. He, you know, he started across from um, – he started across from Dylan Wade uh, at Tulsa last year at, at right tackle. I think he's got potential to kick inside a guard um, because you would think that Auburn's kind of feel feels pretty secure about uh, Gunnar Britton being their starting uh, you know right tackle this season. So um, you know, really interesting uh, pickup for the for them because um, at the very least he's going to give you some depth, and at the most he could be a, a, another starter for this year. So really good pickup there. Um, could add, you know, a, a, a name or two maybe uh, moving forward. Their offensive line looks kind of set, though. Um, you know, they've got a there's a big defensive. I mean, I'm sorry, there's a big JUCO player on the offensive line that they could add for the future. Uh, but this offensive line, you know, it's four guys they've gotten here this this uh, off season, and um, they needed them. They absolutely needed them, uh, and the, they're going to have to step up to life in the SEC. But I mean, Auburn absolutely needed these guys. Let's now look towards basketball and, and how the portal has shaped up for the basketball team. Also, though, outside of the portal, Auburn dropped a couple commitments uh, of guys that were pretty highly rated coming in the in the coming years in Peyton Marshall and, and LeBaron File. And I guess let's start there. Uh, how surprising were those two uh, elements? And, and then just how big is Auburn reaching? I, I know that, that some of that was maybe sort of intentional as they look for big-time players, but uh, just how do you see this all shaping out for Auburn with their with their management of their high school recruiting first and foremost? Yeah, not really surprising. As soon as as soon as uh, Wes Flanagan left for the old Miss job, I mean, he was the primary recruiter for those two guys, and, and we can sit here and act like you know recruiting isn't about who recruits you, but it absolutely is. Um, recruiting's about relationships, and and so with with Flanagan going to old Miss, it you know uh, that their commitments were. You know, it was going to be tough for Auburn to hold on to him just because it would be something they'd have to, you know, kind of re-recruit, basically. So, not surprising there. They do have uh, Todd Pettiford, who has had a really good AAU uh, circuit here these last uh, few weeks. Um, and, you know, Ira Bowman's been his uh, lead recruiter, so that's that's a good sign for them. They'd be able to hang on. And they got you know, they can continue to go get some big men in this class. Um, you know, there's a lot of targets that, that are out there that still haven't committed. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be concerned if I was Auburn about their their 2024 recruiting class um, because you know it might not be as good as we thought it could have been at one point 
but you know, with Pettiford and, and with the with the guys they still have on, on the board, there, there's a lot of potential still here. And so, with the kind of unknowns with, with Jani Broom going through the NBA drop uh, draft process, I guess Jay Williams still is too. But Broom has obviously advanced himself to the NBA Combine. Uh, you've got uh, Lawrence out of Vanderbilt that Auburn's looking at. I mean, where do we stand with? Uh, is it two more scholarships that Auburn's going to have available? Is that is that the the total right now? Well, technically, they have four more scholarships available, but they're not going to be able to use all of them. Uh, probably not, or they're not going to use all of them. Bruce Pearl talking to us yesterday, saying, "You know what? I, he doesn't believe in you know just having guys for the sake of having guys. You're only going to play about ten or eleven at most in your rotation. So why you know why why get a twelfth and thirteenth man and thinking that he might play?" Um, so that, those spots will most likely go to walk-ons, uh, and you know, uh, Leor Berman announced recently that he was coming back, so that's probably uh, one where you can kind of keep an eye on that one for Auburn as a as a potential um, you know guy on the on the scholarship side of things. So, uh, but yeah, you know, you've got nine if Janai and, and Jalen and uh, Dylan Caldwell all come back like they're you know, projected. We'll see with Janai at the combine this week. Um, it's just really really tough to go from you know G League night camp to. Uh, a guy who, or G League Elite Camp, I should say, to to a draftable player, but we'll, we'll see. He, he's really had a really good uh, last last weekend. Um, but yeah, they have they have say two they can play with, one or two um, that you think they might use uh, in, in the in the transfer portal. Tyron Lawrence um, was through went through the uh, same G League camp as well. Didn't make it to the combine. Um, he's going to be a pretty highly uh, favorite target. Auburn got a visit in for him and. You know everything, so he he looks like a guy they can. They just need a wing. They they really need a wing um, more than anything. Tyron Lawrence could play that kind of three spot, maybe you know two three kind of player uh, for him. Leading scorer at Vandy last year, uh, really really good player, decent rebounder as well, which I think is a big thing. And then Julian Phillips, you know, is is currently going through the NBA draft process in um, you know in the combine. If he stays, if he has a good week, the combine stays in the draft is a first rounder. There you go, just dust off your hands and say. Well, there goes that one. If he pulls out of the draft, I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn gets in the mix for him because, um, you know, he was a guy they recruited out of high school pretty hard. And, you know, even though there would have to be talk about a waiver and deadlines and all that, um, I feel like Auburn uh, would push after him. Bruce Pearl said yesterday they got a few guys. Uh, they're recruiting several, um, you know, transfers, wings right now to kind of replace what they lost in Allen Flanagan. So I would look at Tyron Lawrence. I'll uh, we'll keep an eye on Julian Phillips, um, you know, and see what he does here this week and kind of what his, you know, process is moving forward. And then, um, you know, it, then it comes down to Janai Broom. If Janai stays in the draft, Auburn's going to be in the market for a center. If not, you can probably take one or two more guys and be all right. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. And Justin, I guess my last question about basketball is the style that Auburn wants to play this year. We've seen them have. Uh, some really good length uh, the, the last few years, obviously, with Alan Flanagan playing. Uh, you, you got the unicorn with Jabari Smith for a while. So I guess my question is, do they really want uh, another small forward that's in that 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", size range? Or, or are they more ready to go to a three-guard lineup in their heart of hearts? I guess my, just what, what would their preference be if they could only pick one way to go? You know, I think they're I think they're looking at uh, the potential of being more three guard, and, and you know, the last couple of seasons they've kind of been like that. Alan Flanagan six six, you know, Devin Cambridge six six. Um, you know, it's been a little bit of a it's been a little bit since they've had like a really really big 
uh, wing. So I think of Mustafa Heron uh, and just kind of like that kind of style of, of, of a three-man. That strikes me as more kind of what Tyron Lawrence would be. Um, if they could get a guy like Julian Phillips, obviously Julian Phillips is you know, 6'8", great rebounder, great defender. Um, i got good potential. He didn't shoot the, the three particularly well last year at Tennessee, but they also didn't take very many of them either. So, you know, I think if you're – I think if you're Auburn, um, you know, there is potential depending on who you get at your wing and depending on how the rest of the lineup shakes out. I think Chaney Johnson being that, you know, stretchy 3-4 type of player, um, you know, can give you some flexibility as well. And then also you got to look at, like, their their backcourt as well. I mean, Auburn's backcourt this season is going to be made up with dudes who can play multiple spots. Uh, Aiden Holloway is... Uh, has really come on the last couple of years of his high school career as a point guard, but he's a knockdown shooter. He can play off ball. He can operate off ball. We got Craig Donaldson can do the exact same thing after what he did last year as a, as a true freshman. I think so for Auburn. You know the big the big deal for them will be. I think it could be a little bit small ball, smaller ball. I think you're also you can see him play a little bit faster uh, and maybe shoot a lot more freely than they did last season just because of the guys they have on their team. But I would also, um, you know, just keep in mind if you, that uh, you, you could still have Jani Broom back. And then Jani Broom, he will continue to try to be a stretchier player, uh, but he's also a guy that obviously has got a good inside game and you want to you know, give him in post-up situations. So I do think there is potential for this team to be a little bit more um, small ball, kind of free-flowing, uh, depending on who they get. Uh, but, uh, you know, th- this, this has the versatility to be a pretty balanced lineup. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call. Before we let you go, Justin, what all do you have planned here over the coming weeks and months with the Observer as we go into the offseason? I know there's still a lot of portal stuff and some creativity. Uh, you always do these film rooms and all sorts of stuff. So, so what's ahead here in the, in the, the next few weeks? Yeah, you can uh, check out AuburnObserver.com. We've got a ton of stuff on the site uh, right now. So, uh, you know, a lot from Bruce Pearl yesterday. Uh, in uh, at Lake Martin. Um, so if you've got a lot of questions about the about the roster, we addressed a lot of that here yesterday. Uh, tomorrow i got a film room coming up on um, Caleb Burton. I've had a few few of those here, um, you know, in the offseason with some of the transfers, Jalen McLeod, the edge rusher, and obviously Peyton Thorne. So um, some really some, some really in-depth stuff on Auburn football and men's basketball. We'll have podcasts at least two of those a week as well. So sign up at $6 a month or $60 a year to sign up at auburnobserver.com and we email everything straight to your inbox as soon as it comes out. Justin Ferguson joining us today on Sports Call. Justin, as always, time's greatly appreciated. Hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll talk again down the line. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.